I heard this story. Something about your dad being in trouble because mm. the queen. Can't talk about that. Welcome to Rose Feather Skull, a podcast highlighting stories from fascinating artists and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Tim Cofield. In this episode, we are talking to George Donay. He moved to Chattanooga roughly four years ago, originally from London, England. And George, thank you for making time in your busy schedule. My absolute yeah. pleasure. Well, okay, before we roll cameras, I want to make sure I have some of these things. You've been in, have you, did you guys move here like six years ago? Uh, no, three years ago. Three, okay, three years ago. Say four. Okay, four, and then um, you're originally from England. Yep. Can't remember the city name. London. Uh, okay, London, that's easy enough. How many years? Uh, um, and then how, okay, this is the hardest one. You told me the story like a while ago of how like, you had just about given up. You just about given up on, but then, right. then that, you had this like breakthrough thing happen. Mm. About how, do you remember about how many years you've been painting when that happened? Roughly. Oh, well, in my work. Yeah, um, I'd been painting, uh, I'd been doing it for about, professionally, I'd been doing it about 10 years at that point. At that point? Yeah. When the way you described it was like, I was about to get, um, just about throwing the towel. Yeah. And, and I and started seeing the shapes. You started seeing the shapes. Well, it sounds weird, but you know, when you're drawing or painting, you uh, are we interviewing yet? Cameras on? No, no, no. Okay. Just, this is just pre, pre. Oh, right. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, there comes a moment for me. I don't know about other people. The way that I paint or the way that I, uh, you know, draw or whatever. Yeah, are you seeing my work, right? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So that, Dude. that is, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a certain, um, yeah, there's the a moment when you see it and you just see it but I couldn't see it for a long time. And I believe, I had to believe that I was gonna be able to see it. And then I did see it, and then it was cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. It sounds a bit spiritual, right. but it's not really. So I have so many things to uh, talk to you about. I know we have such a limited amount of time, but yeah, you, you moved your family here like about, about four years ago. Four years ago, yeah. Why Chattanooga? Uh, my wife's uh, from Chattanooga. And my wife's mother, my mother-in-law lives here and my sister-in-law and we have three kids. So we get a lot of help from that. But that point of view, but also Chattanooga is a city going, you know, it's having a renaissance. It's going in the right direction. And um, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Have you seen any growth even just in the last four years? Oh, definitely. But I first came here 20 years ago. Oh. Um, and so looking at it now compared to then, um, I just, it's amazing. Really amazing. I think it's great. You have a series that's called um, Surreal. The Unreal. Unreal. The Unreal City, yeah. The Unreal City. Yeah. And it's so perfect because that's what, it, that's what I think of when I look at it. And you know, when I first met you, George, right. the way you came off, like so flippant and so, like I was like, there's no way this guy is making this art. I had to like go to your studio and watch and I was like, oh shit. And you, did, you, yeah. and it, you would take a blank canvas and like make it look like something in three hours and and i was freaking blown away because i was like i thought those would have taken you days and i watched you do it in like two or three hours and um so it, i believe you now 
Right. I believe that it was actually, it's, you know. <laughs> You're making me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, I thought that. I never told you that, but I did think that. I was like, because that first um, figure drawing class yeah. that you invited me to, like, I didn't know you made those drawings, like, so quickly. You work, like, really quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, really, I know they're mostly monochromatic, but... Well, there's a lot of practice, yeah. There's a lot of practice, and, but once you get into the, the speed of the thing, um, it, you rely very much on your instincts, which is yeah. good. You step away a lot, it's fast strokes, it's like you're, you move really fast. I, so I do have like actual questions for you. That's cool. Um, But that I just had to tell, like confess that to you because that's I hadn't ever told you that before. So, um, where to start? Um, I'm really interested in the story that you told me a couple months ago, when I don't know what brought it up, but you said there was a time where you were about to give up, and then you started you started seeing the shapes. What, it, tell me. Uh, it like, sounds, yeah, it sounds a bit crazy. When you say it to me like that, it does sound a bit weird. It's, no, but it it's, uh, makes sense. It's like uh, the way that I work is you're, uh, you know, it's a lot of, you're relying very much on your experience, uh, your learning and your training. Um, but there comes a point when you're, when you have to sort of step away from the rigid uh, laws of what you've learned and break rules and you know the same it's the same cliche you know um and with my work yes it's very much a part of relying on instincts that you've honed through okay to be crass i guess like a ninja you know <laughs> you know it's like you, they spend all that time hitting the wall with one hand until they can just do it very quickly and you, uh, yeah, that's why I work so fast, is so that I'm relying completely on my instincts that I've learned through years of doing very boring, repetitive drawings, work, whatever, looking at nature. Yeah. How long had you been painting? Before I had the breakthrough, um, I would say it had been about 10 years. 10 years. 10 years of doing, I mean, doing very, you know, all right work. I would say it was quite pedestrian. It was okay. I was. I've been very lucky to be able to support myself with my work. But then just something clicked. But then it clicked, and it was a great moment. It wasn't a media thing, but it was... And then one day I thought, wait a minute, I could... You know, there's something I'm doing here that's beyond what I thought I was going to be able to do. And that sounds arrogant, but I do... I was very... Yeah, it was good. And then I carried on. And that was, I don't know, <sighs> 10 years ago, perhaps. Yeah. It's crazy. You were at the point where you are just like... You're about to say, fuck it, I'm throwing in the towel. And then that was the moment that like something was like. Well, yeah, I mean, also 10 years ago, I was, or 10, 15 years ago, I was, um, I was at a point in my life where I, if I didn't carry on doing what I'm doing, then I would have to immediately, I'd have, I'd have to come up with some other idea because at that age, um, you know, it's make or break. So, yeah. I love that story, dude. I love it because um, so many people today that start something, whether it's uh, painting or real estate or um, playing mandolin, right? Um, they they want instant gratification, and they they're like, "Can I be a professional? Net, like yeah. already?" 
and the story of you like working and working, going to school. Where do you where do you go to school? For? Well, I studied. I studied. I did not just go to one school. I studied with a number of different in artists. America, apprentice. Well, I I did apprentice with uh, the great Cesna de Cosmo here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, and I did study with him, but I studied with many artists and I did do, um, what do you call it, a stint in Florence, the Florence Academy of Art. But I was there for four years, but I would not say that that was my training right there. I mean, I didn't learn anything until I left, yeah. But before that, what about when your, your childhood in? Well, my mother, my mother's an artist. My father um, is in the army and my, uh, all my siblings are artists, bar one, who's a lawyer. Uh, the black sheep of the family, if you will. Um, and yeah, my mother taught us from an early age to draw and paint. And we always watched her painting and drawing. She was painting murals and doing a lot of portraits and whatever. And so it didn't seem so strange to do that for a living. No kidding. Yeah. Was your dad very like militant when you were growing up? Like No, my father was the complete opposite of what you would expect an army officer to be like. Yeah, he was not very, he's very... Uh, <laughs> He was, he was charmingly disorganized. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But that meant you moved around a lot? We did. We moved around a lot. We moved, we lived in America, Germany, um, Africa. We spent some time in Zimbabwe, which was fascinating. Um, you know, and all over England and I don't know, at least. Okay, I heard this story. Something about your dad um, being in trouble because mm. the queen can't uh, talk about that. No, <laughs> can't, we can't talk, talk about, about that. that. I know okay. it, it sounds, I think, but um, yeah, All I wouldn't. Right. Want, he's still alive, my father. I wouldn't want him to. Uh, okay, no yeah. time. He's very old. It might give him a shot. <laughs> was that why? I mean, it's, it's not that interesting. <laughs> my wife told me to ask that question. That was my <laughs> idea. Um, so, um. Well, <laughs> I wanted, that, I wanted that like that juicy, I wanted that juicy juice. Is there any other juicy juice you can give me? Like about, I mean, most of the people that are gonna watch this don't know yeah. what it's like growing up in London and England. Well, um, I wouldn't say growing up in London's, uh, you know, that's not, I mean, I, I went to a lot of boarding schools, so I didn't actually spend a lot of time growing up in London, I wouldn't say. Um, and we moved around England a lot when we were, when I was growing up. Um, but I can tell you during the, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, uh, London was a very exciting place to be. There's a lot of stuff going on there and um, it was a great place to just be young and enjoy life. <laughs> yeah. Is there any um, story that sticks out? About what? Something that like, you know, like in a, an unforgettable, Something that's like almost so good that you might not tell me. Yeah, um, juicy, juicy. No, not that juicy. No. Wait a second. You should have prepared me for that question. <laughs> okay. I could have come up with something. <laughs> now I'm going to be right at the end. I'll be driving away. I'll be like, oh yeah, that time I nearly. Well. Well, we can come back. We can do this again, maybe at some other time. Um, so your inspiration was a lot, it sounds like you're, you were very inspired by your mother, who- My mother, yes. As a, as a paint, as far as painting. Yes, but no, I mean, I spent a long time living in it. I was in Italy for six years and uh, in a very medieval town, uh, looking at a lot of medieval art, Gothic, whatever, um, Renaissance. And there was a lot of uh, 
a lot of influence from that. Yeah, mm. I would say. So, like, say someone um, wants to see your work. Where do they go? Like, where do they have to go to the, your studio to like? see your work not without an invitation um but yeah they could go there's various galleries um here in chattanooga the gallery 1401 um but also you know the, i have a like all artists one has to have an online presence so you could go to the unreal dot city or you could go to georgedornay.com or follow me on instagram yeah what's your instagram handle again george dornay d-a-w-n-a-y george dornay all one word yeah Okay, so even though you moved to Chattanooga four years ago, see this this whole this the show Cathexis is about um, like an extreme focus on a person or place is kind of under the umbrella of of inhaler. Cathexis is an inhaler series, and the thing that ties it all together is like this dialogue about the city, about like right. the crazy development of the of the city, the narrative that is kind of being shown to the world as here's Chattanooga, okay? Um, and a lot of that is tr- true, you know, high-speed internet. Right. But it's not the whole story. And part of what, why we're doing this show is to um, shine a light on what people might not be hearing, but that you find important. So um, that's a huge, that's big picture, okay? I'm going to take it a bit smaller. Um. I know someone you have to interview. Yeah? A guy called Michael Walton. He's head of Green Spaces yeah. here in Chattanooga, which is a nonprofit. Um, it's all about uh, building sustainable. Michael. Michael Walton. It's all about that. He would be really good for you. Yeah. He could talk very eloquently about the whole, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you've seen the, the development even in four, I've been here 12 years. Yes. You've been here four years. Right. What's your take on it? Like, is is what you're seeing good for the city? Not good for this city? Like, what it? I mean, I know you spend most of your well, time yeah. focused on your work in your studio, but like, I think well, whether it's good or bad is um, remains to be seen. I think, but it's inevitable. That's what. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I think this city is very um, confident and very ambitious. Yeah, there you go. This is a very ambitious city, Chattanooga, and really wants to put itself on the map. And that's why all this building is going on. Where do you hope to see the city go? Uh, You know, it's difficult because, you know, um, Chattanooga, all cities, you know, cities of this size in America, in the world, it's all becoming, you know, there's so much connection with outside world. Chattanooga's, you know, you couldn't really call it a s- separate entity. I mean, it's, it's all these connections going out. I mean, you probably talk to people from all over the country on that phone of yours or, you know, text, I don't know. The whole thing, it's just yeah. so... We're not isolated. We're not isolated. Yeah. This is not a that's 19th century concept of this sort of closed space. So a lot of the dialogue we're hearing and the PR firms are putting out is kind of just like the same narrative of great outdoorsy city, which it is, high-speed internet. Come for the high-speed internet, which it does have. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not like that's not the like holistic story but wait wait i yeah maybe i know where you're going with this but i tell you man 20 years ago 
40 years ago, this town was not a nice place to be. I mean, what do you know about it? You might know more. Well, than yeah, about I know it. about you know, it's various uh, the pollution, the Suck Creek. Um, I know a little bit about you know, that concrete place, you know, that whole side of Signal Mountain would, it would snow with concrete dust. I mean, it was a very toxic place, Chattanooga, and a lot of people, businesses coming here to you know, were just invited here because the rather lax um, attitude to. Uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, the environment or whatever. Yeah, it's like anything goes, right? Right, but that was then. But now, this is it's all changing. And there's becoming this real, there's a very much this sort of green movement that's going on here. Yeah. Um, and people are concerned and they want it to... What um, are they concerned about? Well, they want, they want, because they want Chattanooga to have an image of a city that's, you know, environmentally friendly, mm-hmm. like all cities want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, the water's good, they've got the internet, all that stuff. This is why you should talk to Michael Walton. He can give you numbers and figures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I see it as a very confident, ambitious city. Do you think you'll be here like forever? Forever? Who could say that? I mean, it, do you think you'll be here? Um, do you see yourself growing old here? I mean, if not, I this see is myself I'm, growing old every day. If <laughs> sorry, what yes. I'm getting at is if if not, yeah, why? What would why? Would, what would be the reason that Chattanooga would lose you? Well, the only reason why, I mean, I have family in England um, who, you know, the only reason, I mean, I can see myself leaving if uh, something happened at home and we could all go back, me and my kids. But really, my kids love it here. My wife is, my wife, you should talk to her. My wife is doing some really good work here in Chattanooga. Yeah, what does she do? My wife is starting a... Um, lifestyle um, medicine practice here in Chattanooga on, in the, uh, what do you call it, on the south side. And it's really exciting. It's about reversing diabetes. Um, problems that you know, a lot of the people in this, con- this country, this part of the world have, and my wife is gonna try and address those through, non, uh, through lifestyle, not through drugs and that kind of thing. Like diet? Diet, exercise, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really exciting. That's another person you should interview, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Susie. Um, That's one of the reasons why I will not be leaving Chattanooga for a very long time. It's because she has a big program and she wants to like, make this city very healthy. Yep. Hmm. Okay, so Unreal City. You guys good? Um, I want to dive a little bit deeper because I've never really talked to you much about like Unreal City, just out of respect, really. Like, like honestly, I consider, um, yeah, it's like it's like me talking to Michael Jordan about like his technique. Like, oh, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> but no, I want to like act, now that I have like you here. Like, I want to. I mean, did you ever like have a dream or a vision? Like, what made you, or was it just what this series that I'm captivated with that you've been doing for I don't know like a year or two years. Like what, how did, did, what, how did you come up with it? What hit you that you started doing it? Like what? Well, I wanted to create, I had a world that I was creating already going on and it was becoming like an entity, if you will. This is in a lot of drawings and paintings and ideas. And, uh, and I wanted to create a, a world, a matrix, if you will, a, um, a place 
for these paintings um, to be a part of. And the Unreal City is actually comes from, this is going to sound a little bit a feat, um, but it comes from a poem by uh, Baudelaire um, okay. in which he talks about the city. And really it's talking about the city of Paris during, in the 19th century, the city of Paris was um, totally rebuilt. Victor Hugo wrote a lot of stuff about it. But, and you know, it's kind of interesting about Chattanooga because also going through that same sort of uh, rebuilding progress. Um, where they build all the big avenues and stuff. I used to live in Paris for a bit. Um, and anyway, Baudelaire talking to Victor Hugo about this city and what they were losing in the, um, in the rebuilding of it. Um, and he talks about these parts of Paris that don't exist anymore that mm. are, you know, it's interesting, the, uh, the kind of people you would meet there. Spectres, he called them. It's a fascinating poem. It's a spectre. It comes from the fleur de mal, the, the flowers of the, of the bad, of the evil, <laughs> evil flowers. Baudelaire, it's brilliant, if you get a chance. Mm. Yeah. So they're evil people? No, he's talking about evil, he's talking about, I don't know, you'll have to read it yourself. I mean, it's okay. very, uh, T.S. Eliot was um, writing, it's, I think they call it modernism in poetry. Mm. Yeah. Which is, it's an interesting place. Anyway, so the Unreal City, is uh, very much tying itself onto that bandwagon. Mm. And, uh, and that's always been an inspiration for my work. And so, yeah, check out my website. Mm. You shall see it. Do you, um, do you play guitar every day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a, um, I play on, particularly play on Wednesday nights. I have a band practice on Wednesday nights. My brother-in-law, Stuart Pickerel, no who's way. also into it. And um, Stephen Smith, yeah, up on Signal Mountain. Oh, we play Wednesday nights. Well, we're planning on playing the Mountain Opry up on Signal Mountain at some point. Okay, you have to let me know. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you post videos of you doing t um, paint, uh, time lapses of you painting. Right. And you, you record little, little jangles. Little and jangles put it, and put, put them on there, it, right? yeah. I, sometimes I can't tell what's your jangle and what's like something you downloaded. Oh no, it's always it's jangle. always your jangle. Always my jangle. Okay, yeah, on your Instagram. Okay. On my Instagram, yeah. There's a copyright thing, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, because you probably uploaded a video with you painting and with a, a popular song and it got taken down. Yeah, yeah, just a little loop as well. Yeah. I was surprised how quick so, I managed like, to do it. It's amazing. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all part of the thing, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just wish I could have some more stories about like, like, cause there's so many stories about your family and right. that, like, hmm. movies, but you can't tell them because, um, that's only that one story about my dad. Really? Yeah. He can't, you know, if, it, if, it, I don't know, it's just weird. I mean, if something, I don't know, if it got out, it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It just would be no, no good. For it's nothing that strange, guys. It's, yeah. it's not that strange, but, you know. But it would be no good for the family. So we got to protect that. Well, for my dad's health. He's very old. Yeah. You get a shock if he saw it in the newspaper. Do you, I mean, the news. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I told you the story. You thought, yeah, that's a news story. <laughs> It's always every time, I, you know. I've, I've been I've interviewed Garth Brooks, Dolly Parton, Garth Brooks, Cheryl Crow, Dolly Parton, like, yeah, 
and the best stories, the stories that they're like, okay, you can't, you can't record this, but they're, they're, they're telling us are always the best stories, always. And they're like, okay, you can't include this, but. Right. And then they tell you like the What did Dolly tell you? Dolly does Dolly and Burt Reynolds. Did it happen? Not Burt Reynolds. No. Dolly, if you ask her a question that you didn't email her, that oh, you would yeah. have asked her, she wouldn't answer it. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to email me the questions. You know what? Uh, Dolly. If you had asked me, I would have sent you some. I'm sorry, dude. Because uh, she's, uh, yeah, I've seen her interview before. She's really good. <laughs> the yeah. only one that I asked you that you said you wish you had prepared for was like the one that was. There's stories about London. Yeah. In the old days. Yeah. I've been to Eng- I was in England two years ago. Two years ago. Right. And um, I have a bunch of stories I could tell you. Some R-rated, some PG-rated. It was a good time, though. Yeah. What I did not expect was the traffic. Yeah. No, London's changed a hell of a lot. Even in. 10 years, it's incredible. The, the, la- the landscape that you look out over South London, over the, when you look from the North London, from the river, looking south, it's completely changed. Skyscrapers going up all over the place. It's mad. What? Skyscrapers? Yeah. Okay, here's something for you. Okay, what would you tell those viewers that like see your work mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my God, like I want to be an artist, but I don't even know where to, to like how to get to beginning to get there what would you what would you message just be practicing you'll practice all the time just keep practicing there's so many people out there so much talent out there and the reason why they're good is because they practice if you don't practice you will not be any good there's no such thing as just walking into it you have to practice so you don't think there's nat- there's such there's no such thing as natural talent ah maybe there is I don't know but Maybe the talent is just being able to put up with all the training. I don't know. Some people are more talented, but I've seen natural talent go by the wayside. Mm. Talent comes with its uh, own baggage. Yeah. Um, can you roll on this one? Is If there's anything that you would like to say that I didn't ask you, like anything that you want, to say that I just didn't ask you? Um, Well, I would say that China is a really um, welcoming city and they've all been really nice to my family coming back here, especially my kids and everyone's, it's just been really, really easy transition to move here from where we were before. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I just think that's just, uh, that is a, um, a testament to the people of Chattanooga, which I think are really welcoming people. I really believe that. I'm not being cheesy. Yeah. That's a testament to Chattanooga. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that was great. That was a lot of fun. I hope you got all everything. If you need to um, do it again sometime, just let me know. I'm totally up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Rose Feather Skull. If you'd like to keep up with me and my work, you can find me on Instagram at t.g.cofield. That's T as in Tim, dot G as in goat, C-O-F-I-E-L-D. Until next time, keep chasing the light.